Support for today's special episode of Grappling with Canada is brought to you by our good friends at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package absolutely changed the grooming game along with their refined body wash to round out your hygiene routine. Join the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine by simply going to manscaped.com for 20% off and everybody's favorite, free shipping with promo code GWC. Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping with promo code GWC at manscaped.com. Keep your balls trimmed, fresh, and clean with Manscaped. Hello everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Grappling with Canada. I'm your host, as usual, The Taxman, and today we're going to be joined by two very special guests who are doing their part to preserve some of Canadian professional wrestling history. Now, in terms of a special episode, I'm going to start doing some more of these intermittently, maybe once a month, uh, maybe a little more than that. We'll see uh, what comes down the pipeline, if you will. But what I want to start doing is reaching out to some individuals who are doing their part to preserve Canadian history, professional wrestling history, and naturally the crux of this program, Canadian professional wrestling history. I have some tremendous special guests lined up for the future who have some incredible projects in the works and soon to be released related to these various topics, including authors, other podcasters, and we'll say some video aficionados, if you will. But in today's special episode, I'm joined by two very fantastic individuals who have waded their way, we'll say, into the saving of Canadian professional wrestling history. I'm joined on this program today by Anthony and Paul, two of the minds behind Wrestling Rodeo, as well as the Canadian Wrestling Archives. You're going to hear from them what they have going on in terms of their idea for both of those programs, what their goal is in terms of preserving some Canadian professional wrestling history, and what they're looking forward to moving out of our current state of affairs in 2022. So without further ado, my tremendous conversation with a couple of great guys from Western Canada. Please enjoy. Super happy to be joined on the line right now by a couple of Western Canadian wrestling aficionados, but more importantly, uh, some of the minds behind Wrestling (laughs) Rodeo. Say that three times fast, dare ya. But anyways, super happy to be joined on the line right now by Paul and Anthony. Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, how, how about yourself? How are you doing today? Well, I'm freezing because it's like 45 below in Winnipeg, so there's that. That is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it's not that cold here. I'm doing great as well. So now that I'm in my third, 
I'm in my third iteration of introducing you gentlemen, but rather than me fumble and get bumfuzzled and verklempt, if you will, uh, how about I hear from you guys what's going on with Wrestling Rodeo, and as well, we'll get into a little bit of discussion about the Canadian Wrestling Archives as well. Paul, you started us off in this one. Yeah, so the Wrestling Rodeo really started in 2019. It kind of has its roots as the YYC Wrestling Hub. And that was just kind of a, a movement by me, Anthony, Mitch, a couple other guys trying to get more people out to the wrestling shows, the live shows, um, by making sure all the details were easily accessible. Because at the time, you kind of had to follow each promotion on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and just to figure out what was going on at each show, the cards. So we were trying to make it really streamlined and easy for everyone to just get that information. Now... Obviously, YYC Wrestling Hub is kind of a garbage name. It's very, <laughs> it's very regional. It's very Calgary centric, and we wanted to become a wrestling rodeo, give a little bit of an homage to Stampede Wrestling, which was obviously such a huge, influential promotion in the world of wrestling, and especially in Western Canada. And uh, we started to branch out. We started to help promote Lethbridge events and Edmonton events and Medicine Hat and everywhere kind of in Western Canada. Um, we didn't make it quite as far out to where you are, Andy, in Winnipeg, but we did help bring more eyes to the local scene. Uh, and that was kind of the objective of Wrestling Rodeo when it started. Yeah, and then with me, with regards to that, and back in 2019, so much like uh, Paul starting the YYC Wrestling Hub, he was more bringing focus and attention to the different promotions than like what was going on and where people could look to get you know access to these uh, different shows and the information for that. I started up a podcast called WrestleSode. Uh, which I would interview Western Canadian uh, or just Canadian wrestlers usually in general. And uh, I would put out uh, podcasts, you know, weekly, twice a week. And just uh, all the different wrestlers and the talents that we have here, because a lot of them don't really get to be seen. Um, like, as they would say that, you know, Western Canada is kind of like a void for wrestling these days. But we didn't want to look at it like that because we love the scene here so much. And there is so much talent here in, in Canada that doesn't get exposed. So I was using that as an opportunity to start just doing interviews and i would just try to get people on my podcast who would just wrestle and i would just want to know their stories and how you know how they got there and then yeah and then paul and i were just yeah we were both very we both want to get things done we're both very driven people so yeah we just started talking and then the next thing we knew there was just everything kind of worked together and we started kind of working together and stuff and uh and then mitch is there as well and yeah wrestling rodeo kind of was born from that idea and and then it kind of snowballed from there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I understand uh, fully and completely about the snowball effect. But there's a couple of points that you guys brought up which are very interesting and I want to kind of circle back to. So, Paul, you had mentioned how, you know, wrestling events nowadays are very segregated. Every promotion is, they, they kind of do their own thing and there's very limited resources for people who want to learn about what's happening in their local avenues but more importantly what's happening with the promotions in in their um part of canada if you will and we find that here in winnipeg right we have there's cwe there's pcw there's wxw uh winnipeg pro uh so it, it it's hard to keep a track of what's all going on and even if you're a connected one in, in with what's 
happening in your local scene, it's still very easy to uh, miss things. So, a hundred percent, I I absolutely agree and uh, and applaud you for what you guys are doing in terms of that part of it, because that's fantastic. And Anthony, in terms of your uh, podcast, yes, you are absolutely right that there is so much untapped potential. And people in in Western Canada, also here in Central Canada, who are just waiting to break out, right? So so programs like like yours, uh, like Grainmaker, uh, Blair Pacheco, who runs that out of Winnipeg here, does a good job as well of just showcasing people who probably never heard of, but they've got a great story to tell, and they're they're just waiting for that that one break, that one person to hear them. Maybe they check out their Facebook page. Maybe they check out their Twitter or whatever. And they get that one, just that one bit of something out of it. And I like both aspects of, of what you guys are bringing to the wrestling rodeo. To me, that that's super impressive. And I commend you guys for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we just, yeah I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, it is, and I'm not, you know, just blowing smoke or whatever, but like, <laughs> that's, that's, it's, it's often overlooked, especially here in Canada. And, and that's one of the things that I found doing even the, this program, uh, Grappling with Canada, is we tend not to want to promote ourselves, oddly enough, right? Even even those of us who are in the business and we're trying to make a name for ourselves. And Lord knows, like, you guys probably know more Canadian talent than I do even, current Canadian talent, especially out west. You guys have boatloads and plethora, and I see some of it with, you know, some of the tours that come out of here in Winnipeg, like CWE has been out your way in a few times, for example. So I see some of the names, but it's it's interesting to and it's eye-opening to be exposed to these other people who, let's face it, in Winnipeg you're not going to know people from Calgary or people from Edmonton, unless you get that exposure through some kind of a source. So I'm thrilled that you guys are being that source and that conduit for a lot of these people to get their names out there. You know, it's kind of funny that you mentioned CWE because that was my first show that I ever went to as an independent wrestling show was a CWE show back in 2016. Oh, no way. And, uh, and yeah, so and it's just and, and like that's when I first fell in love with it because like my very first show it had such great names there like if you know the CWE names like Danny Duggan and AJ Sanchez and Tasty Travis Cole and, and Tra- Tasty Travis Cole especially I just absolutely fell in love with he became my favorite and then every time he would come into Calgary I'm like okay I gotta go watch Tasty Travis Cole I made signs up I have like I have like his head on like a stick like a big blown oh. head on his stick <laughs> no way shows, <laughs> that's so I, cool well, actually there's a show in my hometown tomorrow and Travis Cole's gonna be there so I'm gonna go bring the big head oh stick nice right on times. yeah so but that's what I mean like it all starts with just the love of wrestling and then it just snowballs from there because you just get hooked so Paul Paul I don't know if you had anything to add there you look like you were nodding in agreement at least I don't know if you want to jump in there no, I was just going to mention Tasty Travis Cole specifically uh, <laughs> because Anthony and I in 2020, you know, wrestling kind of shut down everywhere because of the pandemic. Yeah. And we, we had this idea, hey, we've got these contacts with these wrestlers. Um, we reached out to Heavy Metal up in Edmonton who runs the Top Talent Wrestling Academy and said, hey, we've got this idea. And we took footage that they had had. And we provided commentary over it, and we basically produced two one-hour shows 
in a tournament format that became the Northern Alberta Invitational. And that's on the Wrestling Rodeo YouTube channel. Anyone can go watch it now. Um, and then October, that same year, like October, eight yeah. months, five months later or so, um, we partnered with PPW, Pure Power Wrestling, down in Lethbridge. Sydney Steele runs it. And uh, I, unfortunately, was not able to go. One of my neighbors had COVID, so I had to isolate. Oh, yeah. But Anthony was able to go down. Uh, and we filmed the Southern Alberta Invitational there. And Tasty Travis Cole, that son of a bitch, he cheated to win. <laughs> what a heel. What yeah, a heel. He yeah, you know, it's sad, too, because everybody loved him up until the very... I can't talk about it, never mind. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, if you want to see how he cheated, you got to go watch it. Yeah. And where can they watch that video? We should plug that, too, right now. Uh, that's uh, over at com slash wrestling rodeo ca and hit that subscribe button as well yeah this place we, <laughs> we, we would love to have the opportunity to do more shows and more fun one-offs like that um so we're we're constantly trying to figure out how we can especially navigating the current environment that we're in right like some and i realize that some people are going to hear this outside of the covid bubble and maybe don't understand what's happening here in canada but unfortunately we're still dealing at this point in time with restrictions uh maybe not so much in your guys's province because i think a lot yeah, of your guys's stuff yeah <laughs> so a lot of your Monday. stuff is lifting uh a lot here will be in march so by the time people probably hear this you know maybe things are loosening up but regardless of all that it's it's been a trying time for wrestling in in canada in north america for sure so I'm hoping that as things kind of open up and progress, that you guys are also able to kind of uh, progress your idea and get into more of what you want to be presenting on the YouTube page. And again, you know, present these people who may otherwise never be presented. Yeah, for sure. It, it's been very difficult navigating around the whole COVID situation. Like when we ended up running our show in October that, uh, of last year, that was right when restrictions were at their, the least bit and cases were at the lowest. So we're like, all right, as long as it's a closed show and we keep you know our social distancing and all that kind of stuff, we're like, we can run a closed show. So we made sure we stayed within all the different guidelines and stuff but it, to be honest it was a very it was a headache and you miss a lot when you don't have like audience there and uh you know you, you try your best and you tell stories and you can put on great shows which is you know i feel we accomplish that but mm -hmm. you know you really feel like you miss something when you don't have the audience there and you know trying to build up uh you know an organization of wrestling in a place where you can't put on wrestling is very difficult but i feel like we did a really good job of trying to find alternatives to at least get people interested in what wrestling could be around here when things start to get more normalized which as it is right now it starts to seem like things are slowly starting to open up so that's really exciting news for us as well because you know we've got so many ideas would you care to elaborate on what kind of ideas you guys have in the works paul or is that kayfabe and we're not allowed to talk about that <laughs> Well, one of the shows that we really want to do is kind of like a 1990s dance party themed show. And we, we call it WrestleMix 95. <laughs> uh, so all, all of the wrestlers come out in their best 90s gear and it's all like these 90s gimmicks. So I want some guy to come out and be Sparkplug. Oh, tremendous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so it's just, and especially because, like, you know, you're coming right out of COVID. As much as it would be nice to throw on, like, the most serious wrestling show at the same time, people need a party. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, we thought, like, well, what's a better way to party than throwing wrestling together and mixing it with, like, 90s music? And, you know, it doesn't matter what 90s song it comes on these days. You know, like, it didn't matter your click in high school. You're dancing to Spice Girls. You're dancing to the Backstreet Boys. 100%. Boys Everybody oh, is yeah. having a great time. So we were like, well, we got to mix that kind of atmosphere. We got to throw wrestling together. And that's definitely something that we have in the works now that things are starting to open up. And that's something we really are excited to do. Plus, the best part of that is you can do, like, the fake everything, right? Fake Diesel, fake Razor, yeah. fake whatever, and it, is, it totally fits and whatever. The other part yeah. of that is that uh, interesting point that you brought up about, you know, the music of the era just brings everybody together. So, uh, here in Manitoba, socials are a big thing. I'm, I'm not sure if they're a big out west, but, uh, so, like here... Like social, like, kind of? Well, so... Here in, in Manitoba, when you're fixing to get married, you have a social to raise some money for your wedding, right? And it's it's essentially just a big party. You sell tickets. It's drunken debauchery. But the music is like your um, age range, if you will, right? So, you know, the, the early evening starts off with like the 70s 60s 70s for like the older crowd right like right. like uh the grandparents for example right yeah. so so they can come enjoy Jeez. themselves <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> some with kids yeah you got the two-year-old so perhaps yourself but i don't know if you want to you know jam down to the twisted shout or the doo-wop ditty or whatever but hey if that's your thing whatever but it's 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 a cool dynamic here, and that's one of the biggest things that we've missed here in Manitoba is is the social atmosphere of of the music, of the vibe, and of having, you know, that like minded um, nostalgia feel with people who are in and around your age, right? So I'm talking like from sixty to thirty, because everybody right. knows the same songs, right? Whether you like them or not, it doesn't matter. Like you said, everybody hits the floor when Spice Girls comes on, right? When Def Leppard hits, everybody's slow dancing to, like, you know, Pyromania or whatever, right? Like, it's just, it's one of those things that is sorely missed. And I think that's a tremendous idea from you guys to, to have something, a real touchstone event to really draw people in and, like, hey, everybody, let's go have a party. That's tremendous. Thank you. Yeah, once again, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, we just we were just really wanted to try to find a way to bring people together, and wrestling can bring anybody together. And, but at the same time, like it is kind of niche. And as much as we love the Canadian scene and love to cater to to everybody around here, not everybody really knows what's going on in Western Canadian wrestling. A lot of people, you know, you say, you know, Stampede has been gone for a long time, and they go, really? Like, unfortunately, that's kind of like a reality. So, yeah. a, a large part of what we want to do as well isn't just exposing, you know, like the talents that we have here to the world it's also exposing the world that we have here to the talents so, yes well said yeah yeah very well said uh paul is there is there one thing in particular that draw that you think would draw because like like anthony just said you know wrestling nowadays is very niche whereas back when you know i think i'm a little bit older than you guys but even even the generation older than me it was very broad everybody went to the wrestling shows right you had grandparents parents kids whatever the demographic was it was everywhere is 
do you think that now that with COVID, you know, kind of going by the wayside, hopefully cross your fingers, right? With with ho- with COVID hopefully going by the wayside, do you think that now is a is a very important time to really broaden the demographics of wrestling and really bring people from the outside in and really get that that vibe back into local professional wrestling? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's ever a bad time to expose new people to wrestling. Um, when when I was going to shows regularly, I was going to shows every two, three weeks, I would constantly try to bring someone new with me who doesn't know wrestling because nothing makes someone that isn't a wrestling fan into a wrestling fan like going to a live show. Yes. And, 100%. And independent wrestling shows are the best because you can pay your $25, $30, sit three rows away from the ring and just yell whatever you want within reason. <laughs> within reason. Yes. <laughs> like don't, don't be a horrible racist or sexist or anything like that, but anything else, fair game. Right. Exactly. And I, and I, and I'll say this, my brother, my older brother, isn't a big wrestling guy. Like growing up, I was the wrestler brother he looked at me he's like i don't want to deal with wrestling he's my younger brother but as he's gotten older uh, i took him to a wrestling show right at the beginning of 2020 for his birthday uh just before everything closed down and he like admitted to me afterwards he's like that was one of the greatest experiences of my life like i brought him there i got him you know i got him a little hammered we just yelled (laughs) (laughs) which which always helps Right, and then, but yeah, like, the, like he's still, to this day, he's like, when's the next show, when's the next show? And, like, he's been dying to see another one, and he didn't care for wrestling, and COVID stopped him, and he's still going, like, when's the next show? Because he's like, that's how cool wrestling is, man. It's interesting you you bring that point up, and I have, so, for myself, I'm the oldest of three brothers, and, you know, in, in the 90s, we were all into it and whatever, and... and we all aged out at different points, and then I kind of got back into it uh, because I guess you're never really out of it, per se. But uh, I brought my youngest brother to a local wrestling show at a bar here uh, that CWE run in... Uh, in The bar is called Rookies, but anyways, it's always a tremendous time. It's just it's drunken debauchery, and everybody has a great time. But he was like, man, this is like way better than WWE or what WWF back in the day, right? Not specifically for the the show, but it's the atmosphere, right? It's it's a bunch of people yelling and cheering and cheersing and buying drinks at the bar and it, it's it's the camaraderie I find and and that's always been the big draw for myself to go especially locally, right? And you just you can't get that at a hockey game, you can't get it at a football game, you can't get it at like a dance club, certainly. It's just wrestling is so unique that way, and 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 great point about just how it brings. It doesn't matter who it is, right? It just brings them into this atmosphere, and ev- there's something for everybody to enjoy. Yeah, exactly. And one of my favorite things to do when I was traveling, when I was able to travel, um, is always to check out the local independent scene wherever I go, because usually. Usually if I'm going for vacation, I'm there over at least one or two weekends. And if I'm going for work, I'm usually there either at the start of the week or the end of the week. So it's really easy for me to fly back a couple of days later or fly in a couple of days early. Um, and just being able to discover those those talents and see them wrestle in these other markets is incredible. 
Anthony, I saw you shaking your head a little bit, or or you agree with it, what he's talking about there? Oh, what I'm, I was just like, he's so lucky, because he, he's his <laughs> work sometimes, and they fly him around, I'm just like, ah, he gets to see all these shows. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where it's, if if I'm going to go out somewhere nowadays, like, if I'm going to be leaving my the Calgary area or the Alberta area, if I'm going to go somewhere outside of it, I want to go check out a local wrestling show. Like, I just want to see what's there. I want to see the towns. I want to see what people have come up with. I want to see the unique stories that people have, because here's the thing, and it's it's so weird to think, there is, like, an endless sea of wrestlers. Like, when I was in the height of doing WrestleSode, um, and, like, the pandemic wasn't here yet, and wrestling was starting to get pretty hot in Alberta and stuff, I... I, we did countless interviews. Like, I can't even tell you how many we did. And I knew well over 100 Alberta wrestlers. And, like, every week I was like, there's a new batch of wrestlers I just found in another town that I had yeah. no idea about. There is so much out there. And it's like, I want to I know their stories. I want to expose them to people. It's It's so fun. So getting to see new people in new markets, as much as I love my market here, it is fun to travel and find other markets. So as as much as most of our conversation so far has been on on current, especially local stuff, I do want to get into a little bit of the archive action because obviously, as as listeners of this show know, uh, Grappling with Canada very much focuses on uh, the history of Canadian professional wrestling. So, tell me a little bit about how this project kind of started with you guys. So. It, we we had heard through the grapevine that NWE out in Miramichi, Anthony, I'm looking at you to correct my pronunciation. You got it. Butchered you got that. it. I got no, it on that one. Yeah, I even I know that, that one. You nailed that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, we had no idea how it was pronounced out in Calgary, so but I figured it out. It's Miramichi. Get, we got to do this right. <laughs> so we found out that they were that the owners were kind of shutting it down. Right, they had ran their last show in 2019, and COVID had prevented them from running their big show in 2019 the 2020s they tried to get back for a one in 2020 they couldn't um and enough was enough at that point and they were trying to liquidate their assets and obviously they were trying to sell their ring and their setup and all of that but one of the things that i thought would have just been absolutely devastating to lose would have been that tape library where they had been around since 2013 so they ran from 2013 to 2019 um six to eight shows a year because obviously in the winter you don't really want to be hauling a ringer around in 40 centimeters of snow unless you're tony candelo up here in manitoba but that's a whole different story (laughs) anyways please continue Um, (laughs) but we we reached out to him we came to an agreement to kind of take on their YouTube channel, which we rebranded into the Canadian Wrestling Archive. Um, We got their full tape library. We've been uploading a match every week from it. Um, We were able to get the XWA out of St. John, um, the Extreme Wrestling Alliance, on board as well, and that brought our archive back to 2007, I believe it is. So we, we have wrestling from 2007 until 2019, um, that we're constantly kind of combing over and uploading because, believe it or not, a lot of the XWA footage is still really raw. It hasn't even been edited. So they've got a hard cam, they've got a hand cam, and Anthony and Ryan, uh, Evil Penguin King is his <laughs> is his chosen name. <laughs> he goes by that. 
Um, but they're, they're editing matches currently that, that we want to put onto the archive at a later date or as soon as we can. And some interesting things to note about this is because, and, and it's so weird to think that like New Brunswick and St. John's and all that kind of stuff have quite a interesting history of some of the wrestlers and names that they have brought in over the course of many years. So we actually have some pretty big names just wrestling, you know, in front of, you know, Miramichi, New Brunswick, it just in, in smaller matches, but like putting on really cool matches. And it's, we've, we've got some pretty cool, fun names kind of lined up for eventual dates. Unfortunately, well, we, we, we can reveal them, Anthony. Okay, well, let's, let's well, let's save let's... save some, but let's let's get some, and then so you can, you can tease a couple of the other ones. Okay, well, one that I, that I have to definitely do some video editing on still, but is Donovan Dijak or Dijakovic? Dijakovic, or yeah, say that. nice. Yeah, he came out and wrestled out there and put on a really great match, and that's one of us, the, one of the ones we have sitting in our archive right now that uh, we're going to be very excited to release. Yeah, uh, it was a really good match with uh, Dick Durning, who's a, a really great wrestler, and I, I think a lot of people outside of that maritime scene just don't know. And here's the thing. We, I had no idea who he was either until we got the archive, right? And that's one of the greatest things about looking at something like this is that there are unique gems, and uh, we're, we're kind of addicted. After we got like the NWE and the XWA, I mean, it's, we're definitely kind of still on the lookout for other things. Oh, for sure. You know, to add to that to that archive because we're yeah we we just we love sharing and it's gotten a really good response too. I should say uh, when we took over the channel, Paul especially has done magical wizard work work with that channel, and we're basically I think like just hours of watch time away at this point from getting that channel partnered on YouTube. Oh at wow! This point. Congratulations! So yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank so. You. Paul has done an absolutely wonderful job with with the YouTube, and uh, it's growing at like such a great rate. And uh, we have a very cool match that's going to be coming up. I don't, it's probably going to be up by the time this uh, podcast comes up, but we have a really cool match coming up this Saturday. Uh, and we're we're testing out some new things for it to see how it works with the analytics and YouTube, which uh, we're you know we're quite excited to see. So we'll see how that does. Yeah, and that match is uh, Delmi Exo versus her sister Ashley Fox. Um, Team C stars out on the East Coast. They've appeared on AEW Dark. Yeah, They've very nice. Ring of Honor programming. They've appeared with GCW. Um, so I- I've really enjoyed watching Delmi Exo wrestle because really I didn't really know a lot about her before this archive. Yeah, and uh, it was one of the best things about getting this archive. And uh, yeah, it was definitely one of the best things that we that we were able to purchase in that in that uh, in that in that takeover transitioning, however you want to say it. <laughs> uh, well, not a hostile takeover for for sure, but uh, no, de- no. a, a, a well timed procurement, if you will. You we'll go with that. But what's for myself, and what's so important, and this is something that especially ties into what I'm doing with the main program is. If this stuff is not archived, if it's not saved and shared, it's gone. And mm-hmm. kudos to you guys for for stepping up and preserving these matches and preserving this history. Because, yes, some people will say, oh, 2007, that's not, you know, that's not history. But it is. Because the people that you see on these tapes, like the, you know, some of the ones that you just mentioned, like C-Stars or Dijakovic or whatever, look at them now. But they started from somewhere. 
if you don't have that starting point and if you don't see the progression, if you don't see what it was like for them kind of progressing through their careers, but more importantly, what it was like in these, I'll use the term territories. I know it's kind of not in vogue nowadays, but I think you both can understand here in Canada, we would still view it kind of that way. But if, if nobody's saving this, it's gone. And once it's gone, it's never coming back. And we have such a hard time, especially here in Canada, of documenting the things that have happened in this country in terms of wrestling and, and a whole plethora of other things. But obviously wrestling is, is the big crux of our conversation today. But we have such a, we've done such a poor job in this country, unfortunately, of, of video documenting this stuff and letting so many things slip through the fingers, right? Look how much of Stampede Wrestling is gone, right? Because tapes were recorded over, they reused film, whatever, it's, nobody will ever see it again. If you weren't there, it's gone. And try explaining some of this to somebody who's, you know, younger than us, right? In their, in their you know, early 20s, maybe they're in their teens, maybe they're, you know, you know, 10 or below when they're just getting into wrestling and they want to know what it was like here in Canada. Well, if we don't have that, we can't show them. So kudos to you guys for saving a lot of this stuff because you may not realize it now, but without you guys saving this, a lot of people in the future are going to miss out on a ton of people who, who they would want to see and they would never have a chance to. Yeah, one hundred percent. No, it's it's definitely something that we we felt like it's it needs to happen, kind of a thing, and uh, especially in like as you would call it, the territories. Like the territories don't really exist in the states these days. You've got the big promotions there, but I don't feel like the territories ever really left Canada. They just really kind of dwindled down and kind of like fell by the they wayside. They just they changed cities. form. That's what happened. Yeah, it's like cities themselves became territorial, yes. even in that regard. So even multiple promotions would run in the same cities, but they would be you know territorial with each other. You know, my talent can't work with this talent, and that's something that we very much dislike. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that we wanted to look for, like, we think the future of wrestling is definitely going to be, like, talent sharing. Like, in our head, there is no reason that one wrestler should only wrestle for one promotion. They're never going to get out of that promotion. They're never going to get exposed. And if you don't have cross-promotion, like... The promotions themselves are going to lose viewership over time as their audience dwindles down as other competitors are trying to come in and bring in these names. So one of the things that we wanted to do when we started up with the Wrestling Rodeo is we're like, we can't be beholden really to any one promotion. And that was something that was really like important to us. When we teamed alongside with the Top Talent Wrestling Academy and Pure Power Wrestling down in Lethbridge, these are like training schools and stuff. So yes. uh, they weren't really beholden to a lot of the different talents and, and, and the uh, managers and promoters around the Alberta scene that, you know, still unfortunately have certain grife, uh, strife and, you know, they not don't get along. So their wrestlers don't usually get to interact in shows together. But we got to feel pretty lucky that we, we got quite a nice mix of different talents from multiple promotions around Alberta um, because, you know, we're not trying to step on anybody's toes and we just wanted to put on a good show. There was no audiences and stuff and uh, everybody got on board. We had great wrestling at the time. We had a, uh, which these days it's a little bit more common, but at the time 
we had our Northern Alberta Invitational that featured both heavy metal and Michael uh, Michael Richard Blaze, which if you knew anything about the Alberta scene up until 2020, to see them in a show together would have blown your minds as the two top guys for their separate promotions yes. that just weren't allowed to work to each other, with each other. So that was really fun. And I feel like since then, there has definitely been a lot more uh, growth within the Alberta scene and a lot more people working within multiple companies, which has been really fantastic to see. So. That was something that was really important to us and glad to see that it's starting to change slowly. Yeah, I think collaboration, especially here in Canada, is is needed. Right. There yes. there's just there's no two ways about it, right? Uh with our geography, with with the sheer enormity of of trying to put anything together in this country, like unless you're in Toronto, right, or you're in Montreal it's 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 tough sledding and and cooperation is a big portion and i i'm not sure how it is for you guys and you kind of alluded to it a little bit right like you know two top stars in two different companies would never meet except when they met for you guys right and that's a huge monument here in winnipeg it was like that for a long time but now that's kind of gone by the wayside so you'll have you know cwe wrestlers on uh, PCW shows on W uh, WPW shows, um, and, and it's just it's a lot more collaborative, and I I feel like that's that's the way to go in the future here in Canada. I can't speak for the states. I obviously we don't live there, so I, I, I and that's a totally different uh, dynamic. Obviously, you said with with the bigger promotions, yeah, they're kind of talent hoarding or whatever, but we don't have that luxury here. But what we do have the luxury here in Canada is people who love to go to the shows, people who, who want to come out and support, and people who want to have a good time. And and in my opinion, the best way to have that is to have a collaborative effort from different promo- promotions to cross-pollinate and really get these people out there. I, I think that's uh, 100% true. I think in my head, I think the best way forward i still love the territory stage like the territory days like i love the idea of having slight competition like that's always something that's been important to me and having you know like that representation like we're the western canadian scene or something like that but um i completely lost what i was just about to say there (laughs) (laughs) i was really excited about that but yeah well i'll come back to that in a second i just i was so excited to say that but i've completely lost what i'm gonna say well i'll I'll jump in about the territory yeah go ahead paul please that's that's what i really love about the territory days is you would have all of these smaller promotions and the wrestlers would interact with each other within their own promotion and then the champion would come to town yes the guy would come to town and defend his belt against the best that you have in your territory um and, and everyone should have their own champion for sure I I just wish there was some way to kind of have a Alberta champion that kind of defends that championship on all of the promotions here, or a Winnipeg champion who's going to go from WPW to PCW to WrestleMax to um, I'm forgetting one, and but either way, he goes to all the Winnipeg promotions and defends like CWE that and everything else. Yes, yeah, for CW. sure, yeah. So that's exactly what I was trying to say, but I completely forgot what I was going to say. I think the future still is territories, but I don't think it's 
promotions running specific territories. It's multiple promotions within a territory that kind of work together to build up that territory. I think that's really the way moving forward, in my opinion. But I still love, like Paul alluded to, having like an Alberta champion or having a BC champion. And whenever they come to town, you know, it's a big deal. Like, like it's like having the NWA traveling around Canada and, uh, you know, you got Ric Flair there just doing his thing. But and everybody knows it's a big deal. But, you know. That's, that's our pipe dreams. We're still kind of stuck in the past. <laughs> well, no, it, it's, I, 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 it's one of those things that I really appreciate about NEW out of Vancouver, right? Like, some of their talent gets booked on the uh, the Dropkick 3000 show that is being put on at the rickshaw, I want to say. Um, they get booked on 365 Pro Wrestling. And NWE goes, hey, listen, we these are our talents. We love them. Go see them anywhere. Yes. and And that's... Two two um, points that you brought up, Paul, and that I really want to circle back on and really dive into. Uh, the the latest one that you just said is something that kind of ties into something that uh, uh, Blair Pacheco and Graymaker Wrestling here in Winnipeg has been getting into because uh, he's been talking to a lot of the NEW uh, talents, and they say the same thing, right? Yes, they're they're affiliated with that promotion, but they go every, anywhere and they kind of like not wave the banner, but they carry that promotion with them. Right. So it's, it's not just about them going somewhere and wrestling. It's also about them telling these other wrestlers, Hey, go here because this is what you can expect. Right. And I think that's, that's a tremendous way to uh, infuse some more talent into what you're doing. And then the, other part that I wanted to kind of um, bear down on a little bit is we're kind of almost in a back to the future time here in Canada, right? I love your point about like, you know, a Winnipeg champion versus, uh, you know, Calgary champion or an Albert or, you know, an Edmonton champion versus uh, Victoria or uh, Vancouver, right? It's so much like, the 1920s, 30s, where you had these regional champions, like, and I know I'm going in the way back machine, so, and for anybody who's not familiar with Jack Taylor, for example, I'll go out in, in the deep dive of Grappling with Canada and check out the uh, tremendous Jack Taylor episode, but he was very much the Western Canadian champion. And just like you guys said, right, he would tour Western Canada and be the guy, but also bring the eyes to these other markets, right? So whoever the the up and comer is is wrestling him. They get a they get a spark. Now that market's going, and and this thing feeds on itself, right? And then you have him cross over into Eastern Canada, and or he who moves down to the states, right? It's just to me that's what's what's old is almost new again in this day and age right and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how people kind of reimagine history and and bring it forward into 2022 and beyond obviously yeah totally though no. uh we're just we're super excited to kind of see what the next steps are going to be especially now that things are kind of like reopening i'm kind of excited to see what wrestling is kind of going to look like moving forward because things changed in over the last two years it's pretty hard to say that they didn't and yes. wrestling is going to be no different wrestling shows i think are going to be no different i think if if 
if promotions, I think at this point, try to go back to the old formula, which in my opinion was already, you know, like 2006 formula, which they were doing in 2019, like it's not going to work anymore. People, you know, they, they're going to have other options. And I think wrestling will die if you don't try to adapt and try to get new eyes in there and you got to try something new. Um, one of the things I really loved about the uh, the pandemic, which is not a great thing to say, but one of the things, <laughs> especially in wrestling, was the cinematic matches, right? Like something new, right? They, they not all of them hit, but certain ones I thought were really really good. Um, I'm thinking back, especially to like the the Darby Allen uh, Ricky Starks, uh, like that tag match where they had in the warehouse in that for AEW. That was such a great match, and. I, I just I think of things like that, and I'm like, I don't think I would have got something like that without people trying something new in wrestling and yes. trying to be innovative. And and because of that, I found something new I loved. So. How about your softball? I, I'm not going to go so far to say the pandemic was good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he did he did quantify it, there's so there a is that. Bite, I got to say, there's a... <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll clip it. It'll be on a soundboard somewhere. <laughs> the pandemic was great. Best thing about the pandemic. <laughs> I love the pandemic. Um, but going back a little bit further to what you had said earlier, Andy, about how Stampede had everybody there, um, grandfathers, fathers, sons, like all generations went to Stampede Wrestling. And I think a large part of that was how accessible Stampede Wrestling was. Yes. Now, obviously, I'm speaking about a time that predates me largely, because I think they only ran TV until, I don't know, two months after I was born. But they had a weekly television show basically advertising their live shows every single week. And it was on public television that was accessible for everybody. If you missed an episode and you wanted to go to the show still, they had uh, programs that you could buy for 25 cents and get caught up on all of that story and all of the matches that are going to happen. And I, I think, especially in 2019, I, I found the barrier to uh, to entry and really getting into wrestling and getting invested in the stories that these wrestlers are telling was not understanding the backstory, not having the ability to go to YouTube and watch that match or watch their stories or watch their events or have a program that kind of briefs you on what's going on. So uh, I think a, a big thing that I really want to see more of from promotions moving forward in 2022 would basically be ramping up their... Just go sit in the crowd and suddenly people are on this uh, and you, you got wrestlers in front of you and you're like well what's the story going on here and trying to get that information is like pulling teeth sometimes especially yes. if you're going to a place that doesn't have you know uh, like a little brochure or a little pamphlet saying hey what's going on what the matches are or what the point of them are um, I think for a new fan especially that's very difficult uh, but with that I think it really helps get them in to the program and when you understand the story you're allowed you're, you, you really know what you want out of that story so you know which way you want to cheer right as opposed to just two different people you don't know wrestling in front of you as good as it is it's hard to get invested especially for a new person yeah i have to agree um and it'll be very interesting to see what happens with especially local promotions moving forward here in canada and uh i think honestly the future is bright coming out of the pandemic and like you guys had alluded to right like people want something to 
hold on to and something to to draw them in. They're waiting for something to bring them in, right? And personally speaking, and I, I obviously I'm kind of a homer because I'm a wrestling fan, but I honestly I think that wrestling can be that thing again, right? Because it offers something to everybody. So I'm really, really, really looking forward to what happens in the near future, uh, especially with local promotions here in Canada. Yeah, so so am I. I'm yeah. very excited to see what what's going on. Like uh, PWA is making their return, wrestling at the uh, Scotiabank Saddledome after a Calgary Hitmen game. Not this weekend, but next weekend. So that's really exciting. That's big. Yeah, I mean, outside of uh, Stampede Wrestling, I don't think, or like even maybe the WWE, I don't think anybody had wrestled in that building in like what like 15 20 years Jeez. something like that like very close yeah. to that so they did have their first show back in 2019 and it's nice to see that they're getting another opportunity to wrestle in front of and it's like just to be at the saddle dome it's a big it's a big thing for local independent wrestling because you get instead of crowds between you know a couple hundred you're getting a couple thousand so yes that's good exposure and i can i can speak personally um because i've played on canada life center ice here in winnipeg and it's a totally different thing than playing, you know, beer league, whatever at, at you know, Iceplex or or the Highlander here in Winnipeg. When you're playing in a big arena, um, there's a few hundred people, whatever. It's parents and family, but still, super cool environment, and it's something you don't f- ever forget. So, like, especially for the talents, it's 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 it, it'll be absolutely mind blowing for them. When it happened the very first time, like uh, I got to talk to some of them afterwards, and they're all like, "That was one of the coolest experiences yes. to just like, even if it really was only like to one half of the of the ring as they were clearing out the other half. Like there were still so many people there; it was still quite loud, and uh, yeah, it was a really unique experience to just kind of enjoy that. That was so much fun. So obviously, in terms, and you know, we'll start to wrap this portion of the program up tonight, but. In terms of what's going on with the Canadian Wrestling Archive, what do you and some of it you've alluded to uh, throughout the course of this program? Um, so, what's going on with the with the YouTube page? Where can people find it? And what do you guys have planned for the future? And maybe Paul, I'll ask you because you are the uh, you're the magician when it comes talent. to a lot of that <laughs> the talent, as we've alluded to throughout the, the uh, program this evening. Yeah, so uh, the two best places to find us right now uh, are YouTube. It's just youtube.com slash Canadian Wrestling Archive and Facebook, which is just facebook.com slash Canadian Wrestling Archive. And that's the uh, page, sorry, just so everybody knows, correct? Yeah, yes. That's the page. Uh, so we, we are working on growing a Twitter account uh, a little bit, but that is just starting out so there's no real sense in following it most of what's going to be there are going to be links to matches and also what's posted on our facebook anyway at this time um in terms of where we want to go with it we're always open to uh getting footage from talents that want to say hey i had this really good match that i'm really proud of can you feature it or or promotions that say hey we had this event it was awesome. This was our favorite match from it. Can you feature it on your page? Um, we're, we're obviously always going to kind of keep our ear to the ground in terms of promotions that unfortunately are closing down or going out of business because of the pandemic or whatever other reason. Maybe 
the promoter just kind of wants to step down and there's no one really to take the reins from him. Yes. But I, we're always going to keep our ear to the ground. And there are a couple of promotions that we are going to be reaching out to probably in the next week or so to start that conversation with. And uh, we, we really do want to build it up. And right now it's very maritime centric, but we do want to get Ontario, Quebec, Manitoba, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Alberta, and BC all, all kind of in it. I, I believe there's a promotion that actually runs up in the Yukon, and yeah. that you were telling me about. Yeah, you, there's uh, the our totally Arctic Wrestling TAW that runs up in the uh, like. It, there's so many great. See, there's territories everywhere. There's always a wrestler to find. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I would love to see more. You know, Arctic Wrestling or BC Wrestling, or <laughs> yeah. even just Alberta Wrestling coming out of that page. Because as Paul alluded to, we have a very uh, maritime centric tape library right now, but always looking to extend that library so we can expose more people to more things. And this is a. Uh... This is also a, a warning to the Wrestling with the Truth podcast boys out in the Maritimes. Uh, if if they're not invested in you guys, then they probably should be because they, they're. I believe they're in Nova Scotia, so that this is right in their wheelhouse. But and and there's a ton of like Eastern Canada is a, a big listening portion of this program. So obviously you're feeding right into right into a lot of the you know Canadian wheelhouse here. So yeah. <laughs> Always good to get those listeners and show them it's like, hey, even us in Alberta, we care about the Maritimes too. Like, we still love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just oil and gas all the time, that's for sure. <laughs> no, we, we definitely share the maple donut across the whole country. That's how we feel. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> so for you guys, where can everybody get in touch with you each personally? I'll go first. Okay, so... Uh... I run the WrestleSode podcast as well as I'm a partnered Twitch streamer. So if you want to care about the podcast side of things, you can find me on Twitter. It's at WrestleSode. I also have a Facebook, but I'm less active on that with my WrestleSode account. Um, and I'm going to have uh, my new WrestleSodes that have started to back up over here over the last month or two. They're going to be uploaded to the YouTube channel, which will be youtube.com forward slash WrestleSode when that's all going. And for my Twitch stream, where I just do random stuff like the WrestleSode interviews I put on there and Friday Night AEW Rampage watch-alongs, which is twitch.tv forward slash JupiterVision, which is, yeah, that's why I have the background like this. <laughs> Bam, there we go. And Paul, how about yourself? Uh, so if you're interested in more wrestling rodeo stuff, the best place to get in contact with us would be Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash wrestle. Rodeo CA. There is a character limit on the username on Twitter, unfortunately. Yes. So it, <laughs> That's it why I've never changed mine. <laughs> <laughs> so it is Wrestle Rodeo CA. Um, to get in touch with myself, I'm Shout at a Cloud on Twitter and also Shout at a Cloud on Twitch, where I am a Twitch affiliate and I stream nowhere near as regularly as Anthony does. <laughs> but when I do, I always appreciate having people in the chat talking about whatever. Well, I should also make a note that Paul does stream a lot of different types of wrestling as well through his archive that oh, he has nice. personally, from Stampede Wrestling to Mid-South Wrestling to 1995 AJW, Japanese wrestling. <laughs> He's got a lot of wrestling, and he will do watch-alongs and talk about Tremendous. wrestling. It's great stuff, too. So. Awesome. He's got way better content, because if you like wrestling, that's the place <laughs> to go. <laughs> that's tremendous. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on the program tonight. And once again, thank you both for honestly preserving some of Canadian 
wrestling history because like I said, and I'm not just blowing smoke, if the, if you guys wouldn't save it, then it's gone. And it's such a shame that, you know, in, in today's day and age with, you know, the accessibilities that we have and whatever, that we're still losing stuff. So hats off to you guys for stepping up and uh, for saving some of Canadian professional wrestling history. Thank you guys very much. Thanks Thank for you. Us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Before we leave today, just want to give another shout out to sponsors of today's program, Manscaped. Our friends at Manscaped are the global leaders in below-the-waist hygiene, and they are turning men's shower dreams into their favorite routine with the new Ultra Premium Collection. This all-in-one hygiene and hair bundle is designed to upgrade the everyday man's shower routine from head to toe. Your skin, hair, and gimmicks deserve this. Save big up by going to manscaped.com for 20% off. And everyone's favorite free shipping when you use my special code, GWC. Now let me quickly walk you through the Manscaped shower routine. Step 1. Lather on the cologne-infused ultra-premium body wash with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean and moisturized all day. Not sure if you heard that correctly, but this body wash is cologne-infused, so that special someone in your life will absolutely love it. Step 2. It's hair time. Apply the 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner that cleanses and nourishes in one step. The non-greasy formula has a base of coconut water, green tea, aloe turmeric, and sage. Apply this to your armpits and your nether regions as well. Step 3. Once you hop out the shower, protect yourself from body odor by applying the Manscaped Aluminum-Free Deodorant. This deodorant dries clear and is also cologne-infused. Step 4. Do you got tattoos or dry skin? Let's hit that skin with the hydrating body moisture spray and step five apply the manscaped lip balm this is a free gift when you purchase the ultra premium collection and last but not least we're using the lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer to clean off any unwanted body hair the lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof so you bet that it's a major key to your new shower routine i'm telling you this bundle is something else and you can get it all right now, bundled together with an additional 20% off and everybody's favorite free shipping. Simply go to Manscaped.com, use promo code GWC so they know that we sent you and you get your free shipping and 20% off. So, I hope everybody enjoyed today's special episode of Grappling with Canada. Like I said, we're going to be doing these in the future. In a couple of days' time, we are set to release part two of our series, Uncovering Rowdy Roddy Piper. I had a lot of tremendous feedback for part one. Part two, boy oh boy, you guys are in for a real treat. And uh, thank you to everybody who submitted uh, voice memos for that program. I'm looking forward to sharing a lot of those with you guys as we release part two of our look at Rowdy Roddy Piper. So, until then, for myself, the taxman, for the tremendous guests that I had on today, I will leave you as I do with the usual programs. Take care of yourselves and each other. See you in a couple days for part two of Uncovering Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs>